when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, he was struggling with something in his life, right? And, 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 and I like the part where he says that his soul was overwhelmed to death. You know, you all would call that anxiety and stress today, right? Right? That's what he said. He said that. That's what his soul was overwhelmed and stressed. You see, so today we would call it he had an attack, right? That's the book. And then, you know, that, that's, I don't know if you've ever been there. Some of us in here have been there where when they, the doctor has given us some information that we didn't want to hear. It's overwhelming. I'm telling you, it's overwhelming. You see, some of, ask some of these folks in here that went to the doctor and uh, feeling good. And it's mostly women. They'll be feeling good. I'm feeling good, but I got a knot. I'm going to go check that, but I feel good. And then they tell you you got breast cancer. That's overwhelming. Right? So Jesus was overwhelmed by what he's getting ready to do. So what are y'all talking about? It's so hard to be like him. He was, the human part of him was human. And then that one thing that I've kept, you have to go through something? In that garden, what do you say? Lord, I don't want to go through this. <laughs> Not my will, but thy will be done. Did he, did he just immediately say, Lord, I don't want to go through this. Not my will, thy will be done, and walk away? <laughs> uh, took him what? Three times to get that thing together. Because, see, so we're, we're, we're forgetting that he was human. And so he had human experience, and he responded that way through things. So I'm, I'm good, because there's been a whole lot of things at times I've said, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Standing up here. And you all know my gig wasn't this, right? Right. All right? I'm just using some things to help you all to understand, yeah, you can be like Jesus. He's human, you see? And this, on the cross, when he's on the cross, he said it, many reasons, I'm not talking, why have thou forsaken me? Let me tell you something. There have been people, the ones who will admit it, have been in situations and things that's happened in their life and they thought God forsake them. Are you kidding me? You see? I tell you, the first time, now I ain't talking about the other cancer thing, I was good. That was no problem. I could handle that pretty easy, okay? But when that bone cancer hit me that, that time, I thought God left me for real when I screamed out. Because, you see? But that was what? That was my flesh crying out. That's right. Why is that for sake? You don't have to be that. It could be the loss of someone, uh, someone immediately that you wasn't thinking, for a minute, it hits you in your spirit, and you say, Why, where's God at? Now, Jesus went through that, right? So what are y'all talking about? <laughs> you can't be like him. Yeah, you can. You got to read your Bible of the things that he went through. We just have different names for it. You see, mental illness has been around from the beginning of time. You see, you see but now it sounds better. When you say mental illness, and I'm going to say something about that in a minute. I'm going to say it now. Uh, Brother, Brother Gerald helped us out yesterday, you know, of why black men 
don't go to see a psychologist. He helped us out. He says, he used the word crazy. So after, after, you know, after it was over, I said, you used the word crazy because people like me taught y'all that. And people older than me taught me that. And so somebody tell me to go see, come on, black man, I say amen when I get through this. Man, I ain't gonna see no psychologist, I ain't crazy. Come on, right, you see? And it didn't get popular until the athletes started speaking out. When the athletes started speaking out, then it's okay. Now I'm dealing with some mental stuff. You see what I'm saying? So I don't understand, it's really not that confusing to know that we all kind of messed up because of some way, some way we grew up. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, I'm talking about why you're having a hard time when the Bible says be like Jesus. Yeah, you can. Here's my favorite scripture that gives me comfort. Jesus was tempted by every sin that man goes through. We don't want to be in the pulpit. We want to be whatever it is. The Bible says Jesus Christ was tempted by what? Every sin. So it is hard for some of you all in here to think that some one of them little honeys didn't try to rap. Come on. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. Every sin means every sin. Right? You see what I'm saying? You think they didn't even know he was the Christ anyway. Man, have you seen? Girl, have you heard about this man called Jesus? He's healing people. He can preach and teach. And he's fine. Right? All right. But you're sitting in church and you get up here in your head not thinking common sense is going to tell you that when it says every, every. That's right. Somebody, Satan offered him the kingdom. That's right. Everything that we attempted of, he's tempted. So what's, what's the problem with us saying we can't be like Jesus? He was human. He's shown us, can we cry? Yes. Yes, we can cry. Can we get a little upset? Teach. We can eat. The Bible says I can get angry, just don't sin. You, you see what I'm saying? He cried. Can you get some folks straight? Yeah. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Just like us. So what is happening is, and the pulpit's the worst place at it, we got folks, just get over it and pray. It don't work that way. That's right. No, it don't work that way. So we need to get real, folks. You Christians? Yeah. The only thing that guarantees you, you're going to heaven. You see? You understand what I'm saying? There ain't no place in here. We get carried away too much with this stuff when we get to hearing what mama said, like and so-and-so said, no. Pastor gets upset. Pastor gets afraid. Pastor gets angry. I'll go through everything Jesus went. The only difference between me and you all is I, I think I can be like him because I know what he went through and how he reacted. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So, so quit, quit running off at the mouth telling folks to just get over stuff. What does that mean? What does that mean? What, we don't grieve? We don't cry? Jesus said it was down into his what? Soul. Some of you ain't been there. You keep living. 
Something will happen to you that will get down into the depths of your soul. You see? It might not, it may just be for a while, but it's going to get there. You keep living, there's going to be something that you're going to have to do, and you say, God, I know you called me to do this, but I'd rather do something else. He did. He went on, so I'm good. I can be like him, okay? I can be like the human side of him, but I'm now trying to develop the divine side of him. You see? But even though I'm developing the divine side of him, guess what? I'm still in what? The human body. So I can express things. You see? A friend of mine, and I've said it before, but I'll say it again, is great vacation, 11 days out on the sea and doing all this stuff, came home, and his wife wasn't feeling good. 11, nine days later, she passed away. And he, of course, he called me and he kept talking to me. And I said, he's, he's going through all this, listening to these non-knowing biblical Christian people. And I told him, he said, I'm trying to hold on. I said, why? I said, man, you need to express yourself and grieve. And guess what he told me? He, he just right then broke and he told me, thank you, Pastor. What are, y'all, what are people doing? This man lost his wife. <laughs> you, you know? and, then, and then my thing is, you know, God give you tears for two things, joy and grief. You love me? You're going to experience them both if you keep living long enough. More than once. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see? So let's quit that. And that's another thing we're going to drop here. Ladies, quit. Did God say that you were the weaker vessel? No. Who said that? Peter said that. Look at the, go through the Greek, the Hebrew, and get the words down. All right? It wasn't written in what? English. So do some studying. Go back there and look what the original word was. It could have been eloquent. You see? Yes, how can you uh, uh, go to Genesis? You're supposed to be at home raising kids. But now y'all weak. So you go home, you raise kids, a husband you have raising, you're doing all the work, taxi, ta- taxi cab, and got a job. Where do you come up with weak at that at? What does that mean? What? You see, quit it. Never again, anybody in Christ Temple North, don't even deal with it, just say, because that wasn't the original word. Yeah, so let's, yeah, so from now on, we're not afraid to be like Christ, right? That's right. Because we can be emotional like Christ, right? Yeah. But we're working on our spirit and be divine so we can get through with these things, right? And so we're not scared to tell somebody that we need, do y'all know who Robert Morrison is? One of the top preachers in the country. Probably got, probably one of the top preachers in the world. He sees a psychologist and talks to his people about it because he went through some things. Sure. You see? And he's a, he's a good speaker. He'd done this thing and he was speaking and he says he thought he was really good with God and he's, he's a strong Christian. True story. And his wife, excuse me, his daughter brought her boyfriend home. Y'all know where I'm going, right? And he was black. Are y'all with me? 
And so he said, this is what he said, he had to check himself because the first thing he was concerned about is what his grandchildren were going to look like. One of the top pastors in the world. Didn't lose a church member because he got up there and then he explained he had some work he had to do. We're human people, just like Jesus. Are y'all with me? So let's get off that. So ladies, get that weaker vessel thing, right? That's not the word that was used. All right? I'm glad. And men, don't only say amen. I'm going to show how weak women are, okay? When we get sick, we want them to be the nurse, the doctor, the maid. So what are y'all doing? All right. So we got that clear? That's right. Ladies, you got it clear? Yes. All right. We don't use it. We don't, we don't use that up in this church. Yeah, y'all can put it out. We don't use that up in this church. And, uh, uh, and see Sister Evelyn, she'll show you how to, she does all that research and stuff. She'll find, she'll tell you what the Greek word means. All right, here we go. Because I don't want to say too much because Gwen might be getting a hold of it and I might be in trouble. Here we go. Oh, but I will say Tuesday. Tuesday is our 53rd anniversary. Yeah. 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 And I prayed and I prayed. Go ahead and read. <laughs> All right, so we got it? So we can be like Jesus, right? That's right. Because we can be emotional, right? That's right. We can grieve, right? That's right. We can get angry, right? right? We can get hurt down into the depths of our soul and have anxiety and stress, right? That's right. So we passed all that now, right? All right, here we go. Again, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, perfectly amplified, says it this way. Therefore, become imitators of God, which mean to copy him and follow his example. We're going to follow Christ's example, right? As well-beloved children imitate their father. Now, well-beloved children imitate their father. And quit saying, you, well, I don't want to be like my father. You saved? Man. You got a father. That's right. All right? And imitate means to take or follow as a model. Who's your model? Christ. Your biological father? Christ. Christ. But some people have a great, strong biological father that can introduce us, them, to a heavenly father. I've done a Bible class once. It's been years ago, probably over 40 years ago, and I was doing the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven. And uh, one of the men at the church, I never, his name was Ronald Hogan. I'll never forget it. He, he told me, he said, you turned me off in that class. And I said, what happened? He said, when you said, our father. He said, because I hate my father. That's a true story. That's right. But then we introduced him to a heavenly father. And he got <clears throat> saved. It was all good. Do you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> Imitate also means to copy a person's speech or I'm mannerisms. I'm trying to. Copy whose mannerism? Christ's man. I'm saved. Yes. His mannerism. So I can grieve. Yes. Right? I can cry. That's right. I can be upset. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I just gave you all those. If you want the scriptures, I got them up here, but I didn't want to get you. You need to look them up. Go ahead. That's right. And read the whole thing. That's right. <laughs> We're walking around here getting bad information. Mm-hmm. Now, get over what? You'll never get over some things. Okay? All right? I got a good friend. You know, Bill Allen used to come up here. That's right. My friend every, every five years or something like that. 
and he's probably passed away now about eight years or something like eight years. Uh, August the 3rd is his birthday. I think about it. Get over what? I don't want to get over it. Why? Well, I'm my, my guy. My best friend. How do you get over that? You see what I'm saying? You don't need to. You know, you deal with it. Who quit telling people that? Just get over it. Trust in the Lord. Go ahead. I'm hating. I even have to even talk like this. Go ahead. Lastly, to imitate means to strive to equal or excel in qualities or actions. That's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be like Christ. And it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy because he's given me room for all these other emotions. You see, somebody tell you you're emotional, say, thank God. Because if I wasn't emotional, I couldn't praise him. That's right. If I wasn't emotional, I couldn't worship him. Yeah, so I want to I thank you for telling me that. I'm emotional. Right. You see, if I wasn't emotional, I couldn't love. That's right. That's right. All right, here we go. In verse 2, it says, And walk continually in love, that is, value one another. And there's where the whole problem's at. Christian folks, we need to what? Value one another. Okay. Practice empathy. Mm -hmm. What? That word's just haunting us, isn't it? That word just is killing us. We're coming from the Amplified, Amplified Bible. Practice what? Empathy. Christians, come on here. Nobody need a sermon. They need you to show them love and empathy. Keep going. And compassion. And compassion. Unselfishly seeking the best for others. And when you seek the best for others, the best will come back to you. You see, when you seek the best for others, it'll always come back to you. That's right. You, see, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. It says, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and sacrifice to God slain for you, so that it became a sweet fragrance. Let me tell you something. We are geared as Christians to be givers. The Bible says be what? Fruitful? Yeah. That means you give. That's right. And the most precious gift that you can give somebody is love. Amen. That's right. It's, it's a worldly song. I don't like that use worldly song because I think songs are songs. What the world needs now is what? Love. Sweet love. Is that real? They can sing that in church. That's right. We gotta have it. That's why we got, counselors shouldn't have a job. Pastors shouldn't have a job. We got to teach church people how to treat each other. That's ridiculous. But y'all get my point I'm trying to make here. We got to tell, tell church people to love each other. What kind of sense does that make? And I'm going slow on purpose, all right? In verse 15, it says, therefore, see that you walk carefully. Walk what? Carefully. Okay. Which is living life with honor. What kind of life are you living? Pastor's taking his time, Lisa, and you see what he's doing. What kind of life are you living? Is your life honorable? Does it have what? Purpose. Purpose. And courage. Are you living that kind of life? That's what Jesus did. Any of us can do that. It's not that hard. You can do that. All right? 
Are you shunning those who tolerate and enable evil? Get away from there. We're to live I'm not as the unwise. I'm doing what? Not as the unwise. Not living like unwise folks. But as wise. But as wise. How you living? Well, how, no, some of, how you supposed to live? Let me say this. How you supposed to live? Well, as wise. You see? Okay. Pastor, uh, are they sensible? Yeah. Intelligent? Yes. Discerning people? Yes. It, this, is, this is what's all here. Sensible, intelligent, discerning people. If you got the spirit of the Holy Ghost, you should never be conned. That's right. Come on here. That's right. If you got the spirit of the Holy Ghost, he'll tell you, don't use that salesman. That's right. You got the spirit of the Holy Ghost, say, don't go to that hospital. That's right. You got the spirit of the Holy Ghost, don't go there. That's right. Because it's not good for you. You see? Tell your young kids, they got to be able to discern people. Everybody tells you they love you, don't love you. Okay, keep going, please. Now, verse 15 from The Voice says it this way. So be careful how you live. Be careful how you live. All right. Be mindful of your steps. Watch how, watch how you step. Watch, watch your steps. Don't run around like idiots. Wait a minute. You know, back in the day, I'm going to do that back in the day. So where you going? I'm going to step in the night. Yeah, yeah. You see, you got sand the belts on. Y'all don't know what that is, right? That's when they used to wear them up here, the brothers. Stacy Adams. You know what I'm saying? I'm going out stepping. And I was watching my step because I didn't want them, right. them Stacys to get anything on. <laughs> but it wasn't my shoes getting me in trouble. Watch your steps. Watch your steps. All right, do that last that one again. Again, don't run around like idiots as the rest of the world yeah, does. And I love that. Don't run around like idiots as idiots as the rest of the world does. Instead, walk as wise. Walk as wise. Walk as wise. We're not going to walk around like idiots as the rest of the world does. We're going to walk as wise. So that means I got the spirit of discerning, and the spirit of discerning will never put me in a situation or a circumstance that's not good for me. And the spirit of discerning is going to tell me, don't walk that way, walk this way. It'll tell me when to walk to, walk from. You see, sometimes uh, when you're walking, get up here with me, you're walking, and you're walking on the, the road, it should be like a highway, you need to take an exit. Right. Spirit said, exit, because you're about to walk into something you can't handle. You see, some folk may need to take a whole thing, take a detour, period. <laughs> Holy Spirit said, take a detour. Don't go around that way. You see? All right. Finally, the passion says it this way. So be very careful how you live. And this is why a pastor is doing this very slow. Being a Christian is a lifestyle. The old folks used to say salvation is free. Yeah, salvation is free, but there's a life you got to live. That's, right. That's the hard part. It's easy to get saved and mean it for a while, but you got to walk right. There is a certain walk that you're supposed to have. I walk as Christ, I talk as Christ, I think as Christ, I have the spirit of Christ within me, and therefore I'm walking very carefully in my life. 
says, not being like those with no understanding. Not being like those with no understanding. But live honorably with true wisdom. What? Be, live honorably with true wisdom. And true wisdom is telling you to do the honorable thing, no matter what somebody else is doing. Amen. And some of you sitting here know you really need this because you're lying somebody else to cause you to get over some in the wrong road. Come on. You see? And sometimes it's not good to take detour. Don't even go there. Okay. Then it reminds us that we are all living in evil times. Are we here? Yeah. Fourteen teenagers have been killed in Kansas City, Missouri. That's right. Teenagers. That's unheard of. As kids killing kids. You see? Because they don't have this. That's right. And ask me why they don't have this. They don't have parents. To lead them to a parent. A single mother, your kid ain't fatherless if you're a Christian. We are fathers to the fatherless and mothers to the motherless in this church. That's right. You, you understand? People talk about Coach Fields uh, was one of the best coaches, track coaches. No, he wasn't. I was not, there's a whole lot of coaches that. There were better coaches, but they couldn't. My kids ran for me. And most of you all probably, I'm wondering why somebody hasn't asked. Most of those people are successful are girls. That's right. Because y'all seem to, you know why? They were safe. They were safe. Because they could discern. I'm safe with coach. And, mo and most of them call me what? Pops. Pops because he loved his kids. And I'd done the best I could coaching, but they went beyond their talent because they ran for Coach Fields. Same thing with y'all. You see? That's how it works. You're quiet because you're listening, right? And I'm aiming to go slow with this. We don't want, you think I'm the only one in here? There's some kids, that, there's some people need y'all. You're sitting in church on Sunday morning. What are you doing out here? So you're a Christian? You can't be a Christian and not father or mother somebody. Teach. The Ethiopian soldier, when Philip went to him, was reading what? He was reading. Philip said, you know what you're reading? He says, no. How can I let some man show me? Who's in your life? Who are you around? Every one of you, I'm calling you out. You're a Christian. You got to be fruitful. You got a job. Some little girl needs you. Some little boy needs you. Because we, the church, the church is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Now, I'm going to boast about this, okay? We the biggest little church in the city. Everybody in here is doing something to do something. Yeah, it's, it's amazing of the people writing. We have three books in here. You see, Freda, mm -hmm. of course, our doctor in here, and I just gave one of hers too. It's a workbook in this little church. 
and all of them have a heart to do what? Teach somebody. I'm going to beat y'all up. If you don't get y'all's life right, you're going to bust hell wide open. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on. Then we don't do that. You see? You all are preachers. You all are ministers. You see? Yeah, you are. Look at the word minister. The church took it and put it up here. Ain't no, you don't need no minister up here. You need a pastor up here. You see? And I'm going to say something. Get up here with me. You don't need a preacher up here. Ask me why. Preaching's for the unsaved. That's right. Teaching's for the saved. That's right. So y'all the preachers. Y'all the ministers. I'm the, I'm the pastor teaching and helping to motivate you to do what God called you to do. All right. Thank you. 30 minutes already, huh? That's when I say thank you. They do this card and they let me know because I don't want to be in here all day because y'all be thinking, the pastor's up here too long because I've done it. Go ahead. All right. Y'all learning? Who's the ministers in the church? You see? You see? Let me tell you something. Somebody can write a book, okay? Listen to me. You got to get way up here. And I can explain what they wrote better than they can. What's that called? The person that wrote the book had a gift of knowledge. The person that is teaching it has what? The gift of wisdom or the word of knowledge. We do it here. Counselor had a book that she was talking about uh, yesterday. She took it and broke it down. You see? That's y'all. You don't learn. Why do you keep it for yourself? Just today, today, all of you all are going to lose fifth family members. You're going to grieve. You're going to hurt. It's going to be painful. But you all will be able to handle it and walk because you'll be able to minister to other people. That's how it works. Because we're a church that believes that. We're a church that believes that we are here to be fruitful. And if we're going to be fruitful, that means we givers. All right? Okay. Again, we're told how to live in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. I'm going to read it from the Passion, then 17 from the Amplified, and 16 from the Voice. Here we go. It says, let me emphasize this. As you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. Guess what? All you got to do is live through the dynamic life and the power of what? The Holy Spirit. Get saved, get baptized with the Holy Spirit, and you're living with the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Okay, keep going, please. It says you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. You don't belong to you anymore. Got to get away from your self-life. You're ministers, people. You're ministers in here. That's right. Yeah. You got gifts. Their pastor feels could pray. Okay? Pastor feels could anoint. Pastor feels could lay hands on. 
ain't doing all that. When Pastor Fields says he's laying hands on, you know it's the Holy Ghost telling him for real. Because we have the Isaacs over here who anointed to do that. Why would I want to get up here? You see? You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Who's ministers? We are. So when y'all gonna start ministering? Come on. All right, here we go. We're told when your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit. What? You gotta be careful. Don't offend the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you one of the biggest things with Christians that offends the Holy Spirit. Say what, Pastor? Self-righteous. That's right. Self-righteous. Okay. We're told that we hinder him from living free within us. And I want him to live free. What I ask the Holy Spirit when I pray, that when he speaks through me, that he stirs up in, in me and I'm just his voice. Guess what? Does the same Holy Spirit come up here? Is he there? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your self-life from dominating you. And how many, the only people say amen to this, I got to have the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because, you know, I have a strong personality. Right. If I don't have the Holy Spirit, my flesh would dominate me. I have to have the Holy Spirit. You see? Am I the only one here that has to have the Holy Spirit? Because if I don't have the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, my flesh will dominate me. That's right. You see? And that ain't a good thing. All right? It says, so then, the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. This is war going on in here. Myself, that's Johnny, okay? And I'll just do this because it'll make it easier. Self is always challenging pastor. That's right. That's right. I said, self is always challenging pastor. That's right. You see? Thank God that the Holy Spirit can dominate Johnny. You see what I'm saying? Because if the Holy Spirit don't dominate Johnny, we got an issue. Because Johnny's selfish. Got a lot of bad behaviors. So the Holy Spirit has to dominate him to keep him in the right path. That's right. See, the Johnny, you see, he on the highway, you see, and, and, and flesh would tell him, no, you keep going. That's right, faster. And the Holy Spirit said, you need to take an exit and chill. That's right. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you sometimes, I'll do it this way. For me, because I know y'all say more, say me. I'm on the highway sometime, and self wants to keep going, and Holy Spirit said, no, you take a U-turn. Right. You need to go back home. That's right. Amen. Am I making sense? Amen. Learn it. Okay. Verse 18 says, but when you yield to the life of the Spirit. You got to yield to the life of the Spirit, and you will no longer live under the law. But so we're above it. But you're so above it. All right. See? Verse 17. Go. One thing I'd like for people to say, you know, when that day comes to me is, what would you like about pastor? 
he'd do the right thing. He would soar above. He'd do the right thing. He may not like it, but he'd do the right thing. All right, we're getting ready to close it out. I want y'all to get something to make your life better. We're not going to be a church people that come to church on Sunday, and that's it. If you're not doing the work outside of the church, okay, you ain't, you ain't called. But you cannot tell me you saved, because once you get saved and you baptize with the Holy Spirit, you are called that's right. to do something. That's right. We put too much, and I've said this before, but you got to get up here with me. We put too much on the church. We put too, way, way too much on the church. No, you're the church. That's right. You're the fruit. You see, you're the person. You see, you guys are. You sitting out there, you're God's ministers. You're the ones that can go out and save the world. Some people, you can't save the world. Try. Okay? I mean, church is afraid to bring people like counselor in and talk about mental illness, and we fall apart. We're afraid to bring people in, you see, and you know what church is the, the worst about it. Read. Come on. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. But we're not going to do that in here. The most, you are just as important as pastor feels according to God. He has given, you got something I don't have. A calling. That's right, teach. Okay, all right. Probably the person that's got the easiest gig in the church is me. Because he didn't tell me to go to and fro. Ask me why. You don't never tell a shepherd to leave his sheep. That's right. I'm good. You don't have to. That's right. Okay. I'm just trying to get you all to get up here where you spoke with God put you at. You feel with the Holy Ghost, ladies? You weak. Ain't that crazy? Isn't that about the craziest thing you ever heard of? Filled with the Holy Ghost, somebody say you weak. I read for me. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Okay. I'm, I'm good. Right. Should we ask them how big they are? Yeah, I guess go. How big are you? And you learned that from your pastor here. What are you doing? Somebody calling you weak. That's crazy. Read, please. I'm, I'm hungry. Now we're going to read verse 17 from the Amplified. <laughs> says, for the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit. That's, he's writing to Christian people. This, this is church folks he's writing to. That's right. Christian people. This is why the church is not functioning like it's supposed to function. Because we think he's writing that. No, he's writing to you all. That's right. And me out here. Okay? And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. Yeah, the desire of the spirit opposes what? The sinful, sinful nature. nature in us. Have the kids start back up, come up, go ahead. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit. Let Isaac do it. They are in direct opposition to each other. They're in direct what? Opposition to each other. So where is this going on at? <laughs> in us. That's right. Okay. Or continually in conflict. All right. They're working. 
I'm saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, but it's, hey, that flesh is still working. This is, a, this is a fight going on in here. All right? So that you as believers don't always do whatever good things you want to do. See, sometimes I would do good, but evil is always present. Okay? This is probably the best lesson you'll get because it's meant to be a lesson. That's right. All right? You know why some people, some of you sitting here, you're sad? You're not being fruitful. You ask me where the fruit's at. It's in you when you got, when you got saved. That's right. You're looking outside to be somebody else's tree. You got the same fruit. That's right. Y'all supposed to be productive. Anything ain't growing is dead. That's right. All right. And lastly, verse 16 from The Voice. Here's my instruction. I love this. I love, I, here's my instruction. Walk in what? The spirit. The big one. That's right. Sister Gwen does a thing with me sometimes when I'm acting up. She said, you need to get in the spirit. I said, I'm in the spirit. She says, no, that big one. <laughs> we play like that because, you know, I'm a fun guy. That's right. But we're going to walk in the spirit and, and walk in the spirit. You cannot be walking in the Holy Spirit and be listening to all this foolishness that people are telling you, and I don't care if it comes from the pulpit. That's right. What's wrong with you? Come on. Walk in the spirit. How valuable are you? Christ paid a price for you. You kidding me? All right? And let the spirit bring order to your life. If and you let the spirit bring what? Order to your order life. Order to your life. If your life is out of order, move self out of the way and ask the Holy Spirit to come in and put order in your life. That's right. And he does that by sometimes sending you somewhere or somebody to help you You see? Keep going. If you do, you will never give in to your selfish and sinful craving. And so I got to keep working every day of my life and allow the Spirit to bring order to my life so that I don't get back into my selfish behaviors. That's, right. That's what the Holy Spirit does, people. The Holy Spirit comes in and helps us not to go back because you can go back. Now, that's the big argument in churches about save, once saved, always saved. I'm not talking about that. But you can go backwards. You see? But the Holy Spirit will not allow you to go backwards if you submit to him. This day's lesson's about, I'm trying to get you all here to know how important you are. Y'all are the ones. You all, sitting out here. You all are the ones. You see? Y'all got a great pastor. Ask pastor what he wants. A great congregation. Amen. Give God a hand clap.